Welcome to the Pursuit of Something podcast. My name is Ali Jafarian, and I'm your host. The Pursuit of Something is not your typical podcast. There's no theme or simple focal point, but rather an attempt to pursue what's currently in focus. It's a podcast for people with questions. We'll go deep on a wide range of topics with the intent to analyze and break down the human experience. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy the content. Welcome back, folks. Ali here. This is episode two. It's going to be a shorter solo recording with me. And today we're going to dive deep on the topic of freedom. This came up in my previous episode with John Doherty. We had an awesome dialogue around it, exchanged some really cool thoughts. So check that out if you haven't already. And today I just wanted to elaborate. I wanted to talk a little bit about what I think freedom means, how it showed up in my life, and then what it might mean for you. So without further ado, let's dig in. Let's establish some context first. So freedom can mean different things to different people. And what I want to focus on today is primarily our freedom of choice. We all have it. We can all exercise that. And it's it's one of the most liberating things once you kind of shift your mindset into really understanding how much freedom you have and how to use it. So my quick journey and, and uh, you know story around freedom is that we re- actually recently just did a top core values exercise with Mr. Jeff Wood. Shout out from the One Thing team. He showed up at our Front Row Dads retreat and led our group through an awesome exercise where we had to go through 150 core values and narrow it down to three. And lo and behold, freedom was in my top three. It was also my number one. Um, Looking at those cards and just doing some deep introspection really helped me understand how important freedom is to me now and how much, how important it's been, you know, virtually my entire life. You know, I became an entrepreneur to exercise freedom. It was hard for me when I used to work uh, for other companies to kind of take direction from bosses, especially if I didn't look up to them or admire them. I always found it hard to abide by a defined schedule. And ultimately, I just kind of wanted to make my own choices in my work, in in what I worked on, who I worked with, etc. Freedom's also in my DNA. It's part of my story. It's part of my my, uh, legacy. My dad, you know, he he has deep roots in freedom and in leaving Iran and coming to the States and starting a new life. He now lives in Europe. My brother lives in China, you know. Freedom is in the Jafarian. We have this innate trait of wanting to control our lives, control our destinies. And ultimately, you know, I value freedom to design a lifestyle of my choice. That's the easiest way to summarize it in one simple sentence. Everything from travel to experiences to the food that I consume, cultures, people, etc. You know, freedom to me comes down to choice. And... I've recently been striving towards almost as free of a schedule as I can get. Almost like trying to attain the Warren Buffett lifestyle where he virtually wakes up every morning and decides what he wants to do. So I'm not quite there yet, but I do have a lot of liberty to choose what I do on a day-to-day basis. I have lost my previous incentive of money. Financial gains are not my driver anymore. They were at a point in the past when I was younger. Whereas now freedom is my driver, right? And, and I'm very, I guard that, you know, 
I'm, I'm to a point now, and I'm proud to say, that I usually don't schedule much more than a week in advance. So I'll know what I'm going to get into next week. I'll also have lots of availability from both the personal and the professional side. But if you ask me what I'm doing in a month, I don't know. You know, I might have some things, some things that my wife and I have, have chalked up or if there's trips that we've planned. But professionally, I am intentional about leaving that schedule open. And just to really focus in on my current journey, I have been simplifying my work relentlessly these last 12 plus months. I have been reducing my professional commitments and obligations in a healthy and a, a disciplined way. And I started Freedom Fridays earlier this year, and that's exactly what I'm doing today. I'm recording this podcast on a Friday morning. Let me tell you what I did this morning. I woke up, I did some journaling, then I played some kitchen basketball with my son where we set up these laundry baskets as little hoops and you know had some fun playing basketball in the kitchen with an inflatable volleyball by the way then i came upstairs and actually thought about what i wanted to get done today because it's a freedom friday so this was part of it there's some other stuff i'm checking in with my frd band which is going to be awesome and then my daughter and i had some fun eating breakfast together she's now off to dance class with my wife and then I went and did a workout. So I just ran, lifted some weights. I am feeling fantastic and now I'm recording this. So this exact moment of being able to create this with you is an instance of how I'm, I'm trying to exercise freedom in my life. And then some other quick notes are that thanks to different uh, content I've picked up recently, like the Gap in the Game book, which is awesome by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy. I'm starting to really experience life in the moment instead of creating all these visions and ideals that we can get wrapped up into as high achievers. I'm also really trying to embrace the true creator in me. So, and at the time of this recording, I'm pursuing some deep purpose work with a coach and it's awesome. So that's a little bit about my journey today or you know, coming all the way from where I've come to today and really thinking about how I'm, I'm leveraging freedom and, and using it. And some other notes I think are interesting to talk about here. One of them is freedom in society. And I would ask the question, are we actually free? And without getting too political, because I, I mentioned from the start, I wanted to focus this on the personal freedoms we have, but you know, there's always a relationship to our citizenship, our location, where we live, our governments, etc. You know, the U.S. is a pretty free country compared to most. That's arguable. I'm actually learning more about how some other countries are actually way more free than us. But we do have some freedoms here, which we should take advantage of and be grateful for. But I think we need to pause and ask, how much freedom are we actually exercising, even if it's granted to us? For example, most of us have jobs that we have to show up to every week, with rare exception. Most of us stay in the same city or country for the majority of our lives. Most of us follow the same routines and patterns subconsciously, right? We wake up, do the things, go to bed, repeat. Most of us inherit the same beliefs and opinions that are forced onto us externally. So this is another thing you'll, you'll hear me talk a lot about in terms of societal programming and things we just pick up as opposed to actually choosing. So when you think about this, and I remember watching this awesome documentary on Gaia, it's a transcendence, you should check it out. One of the a great speaker on that show talked about if you zoomed out 
and you were like in the clouds or in space looking at how humans operate on a daily basis, especially in large metropolitan areas like Denver, where I live, you wouldn't think there was much freedom at all. It would it would look like little ants where we go, we wait, we're in our little houses, then we get up, we go to the job, go to the store, go to this, go to that, come back, go to sleep. And so conceptually, again, zoomed out, you would think like, hmm, it's almost like there's an invisible fence where these people are all confined to a very routine, somewhat orchestrated lifestyle. So I think that's something healthy to consider and ask ourselves. Like, even though we have freedoms and we're proud about them, how much are we actually exercising, right? Now we'll get a little bit deeper. Another topic is freedom of attachments. So what I've been learning and continue to learn is that most of our personal freedoms have a direct correlation with our attachments or dependencies. In other words, what things are we attached to? Are we dependent on? What things require us, right? And it can be something as simple as showing up for a monthly volunteer thing that you chose to do or something as serious as having a child, right? My children are attachments. They're attachments that I love and I care deeply for, but they are still attachments, right? Someone without children has a different form of freedom. Someone who doesn't volunteer has a different form of freedom than someone who does, right? And so as we gain a lot of these attachments, it's interesting to realize that more often than not, our anxiety can build as well. So anxiety can build when freedom is lost. There's this interesting relationship there. For example, having a mortgage, having a stressful job or a career, having an endless task list, right? These things are real for most of us and they're anxiety builders. They're also freedom suckers, you know? And and so that's just something I wanted to, to bring to attention is that as we take on more, and I actually wrote a blog post about this, there is a direct correlation with how our anxiety shoots through the roof. And you'll notice that if you talk to people who don't have a lot going on, it's not to be interpreted in negative context. They just are really free because they perhaps have a simple life where they've chosen the things that they're attached to. I just took a recent trip to my wife, (laughs) to my wife. I took a recent trip to St. Louis with my wife, Gabrielle. It was for a wedding to see a good friend, who introduced us years ago, John Thompson. It was beautiful just to to spend some time in St. Louis together. It was a unique scenario. We left the kids at home with with Nana, which is my mom, by the way. And then we got to spend some time in Gabrielle's parents' home, but they were also gone. And her brother was kind of there, but he had to work and stuff. So it was really just me and her with 48 hours to ourselves. No kids, no family, no agenda other than showing up for this wedding on Sunday for a few hours. And what that equated to was ultimate freedom. It was just this blissful state with no obligations or commitments, right? We had an awesome hike together. We got to connect and we got to rest. We even looked at each other and just laughed at one point uh, the morning of the wedding because we're like, wow, we don't really have much to do. And it feels really nice, right? 
And I think this is exactly why vacations are important, resets are important, just you know, unplugging, breaking away from your normal because it's an example of where you're exercising some freedom. You're not attached or dependent on normal things that typically take up a lot of your time and energy. And autonomy is also very important. So freedom to be with ourselves, no influence from others, you know, create space to be bored and fuel the creativity that's within you. I think that this is an example of how we can sort of pause or break the attachments that have been put upon us or that we've chosen, right? And then there's freedom of mind. So this is another learning that is very fresh for me. I've been studying under Kapil Gupta, who if you haven't read his books, I would encourage you to, or at least I've gotten tons of value out of them. And he's just a master of helping us understand our mind and how much it just dictates our our daily lives and you know he explains freedoms as it relates to our truths and attachments plus desires are what keep us on this ongoing pleasure wheel to break that down really quickly it's this constant game of desires and wants we go through this cycle of wanting something then attaining it and then becoming bored and then wanting again that's just a very short version you know there's a lot more to to uh unpack there but for the most part that's that's an easy way to define the pleasure wheel and all of this stuff from the you know the games that we play of of wanting material things to the meals that we eat to how we entertain ourselves with tv shows and movies to love and affection these are all an example of the pleasure wheel um they're all things that inevitably just take up massive amounts of mind space and it's because they're attachments, they're desires that we've created personal contracts with. And so one of the things I've learned from him is that most of the day we're not actually free. Our mind is just waiting for the next desire, the next thing. And I live this. So I'm continually working to get deeper into awareness and really understand these desires that come up for me every day, why I want them, how I might consider being free of them. And one of the things that Kapil says, which I think is just awesome and simple, is that the only way to win this game is to be free of it, so to stop playing. So whether it's these attachments, these desires, it's quite hard to play this game and master it and keep these things at check. Whereas if you simply decide to check out and not play the game, now you've you've started to work towards freedom of mind. Uh, The last thing and the ultimate freedom is freedom of choice. That's where we started. It's where we're going to end. You know, the other two depend on this. When we start talking about attachments, mind, even some of the, the societal freedoms, all of this comes down to what we choose, right? We choose where to live. We choose who to get into relationships with. We choose what to be attached to. We choose what our mind works through every single day. And that's been a game changer for me to really, really, really focus in on this freedom of choice. Is that what am I choosing? What commitments and priorities am I choosing? What people am I choosing to be in my life? What projects am I choosing? What attachments am I choosing, right? What things depend on me? I'm realizing that there's always a cost to saying yes or taking something on. There's always a cost. It could be minimal. It could be more major. But the point is that when you really start to understand your freedom of choice, where you spend or invest your time, then 
it becomes this powerful decision-making tool that will inevitably relate to the freedom that you have, the freedom that you've gained, that you've chosen, that you've attained, however you look at using and exercising your freedom. So I think that's a good summary. These are some of the top of mind thoughts I wanted to get out today. And I'm just going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you that, leave you with a question, just thinking about what does freedom mean to you? What choices have you made that have led into the freedoms you have today? And then ultimately, are you aware that you have freedom of choice in almost everything you do? And if so, how are you going to use it? I hope this was helpful and I'll catch you next time.